0: What is up, Brad fans? How you doing? How you living? So glad to have you here for what is, you know, the 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 wrap-up. The last show of the year for... Well, the last show of the year with Brad, my esteemed co-host Brad, is here. And likely the last show uh, of the year for me as well. Um, so... I just wanted to give everybody uh, a heartfelt thank you for uh, tuning in this year, uh, for following, for telling your friends about us, uh, for reaching out uh, and letting us know what you think of the show and what you would like us to talk about. You can still do all those things. Head to twobreadforyou.wordpress.com. You'll find all the ways uh, to get in touch with us. Um, and I must say that it's been, uh, on a personal note, uh, a very, a very good year for me. Uh, You may know that I uh, had my uh, first son. My wife had our first son. He is now with us. Uh, It's been a great uh, learning experience. I hope to, uh, in the new year, delve into maybe some of the science of uh, child rearing or development. I think this is a fascinating thing when you get to see a little human uh, and his brain expand and his abilities expand his or her abilities expand it's really uh it's really blown my mind in many ways uh and i think that would be interesting to explore i also started another uh podcast project which is uh, some big news that i'd like to uh tease here so i became a co-producer of the big biology podcast which i think listeners of this show might enjoy Uh, So you should check it out, Big Biology Podcast, uh, available wherever you get your podcasts. And it's a really nice show uh, run by two uh, biologists, uh, Marty Martin and Art Woods. They've been doing it for a while. They've got a really nice process. They bring on lots of great guests uh, and do sort of the long-form interviews with them. And it's, let's just say, uh, it's been a pleasure to work with them. Uh, And I know this is a a shameless plug, but it's been a pleasure to work with them. Uh, I joined in the fall and it's really, really, really like brought back an enthusiasm for me for biology. Uh, I have let I left academia now two, three years ago. And to kind of get back into some of these more in-depth biology uh, discussions, even if I'm just sitting on a sideline and uh, and producing, it's been great. Uh, So many interesting concepts that you know, I had I hadn't been considering uh, in in a long time. Mainly, you know, evolution, something that so you know seems so settled, uh, and it is it, evolution is real. But you know, the, we've been having these conversations on the big biology show about you know what is the level of selection, where does selection take place, where does it occur? Is it on the gene level, the selfish gene idea, or organismal level or even in the environment you know when animals like beavers uh, make dams and alter the environment that's that's something that's passed down to their to their kin and and influences the way that um, they will uh, experience the world and their fitness and therefore you know natural selection so uh, something that you take for granted as as evolution as, as i did as a biologist is now like Totally reopened uh, in in new ways uh, for me, just things that you know I probably should have been thinking about and that I wasn't and so um, I would encourage uh, listeners of this show to go check that out because I think you would like it. Um, lots of really really interesting stuff and I'm going to try and cherry pick some of the topics uh, from that and bring them to you on this show because there's some fascinating stuff uh, that has been brought to my attention from there in terms of too brad for you we're gonna keep doing it we're gonna keep uh we're gonna keep plowing ahead for the for the the next year for 2022 uh 2021 was a good was a good year for us we had like 18 shows uh, that we put together um, about all sorts of different things we did the politics stuff which you know we haven't been able to keep up with as much as I would have liked but Coronavirus was, of course, the big topic of most of our shows uh, this year, although we did get to uh, travel to the uh, Insight Conference in Berlin. That was a big highlight for me uh, from Episode 71, uh, doing some interviews at the uh, Insight Conference, talking all about psychedelic research. Uh, You know it's a topic we love uh, on this show. Uh, So that was a really a big highlight for me. You should check that one out. We also had uh, Shayla Love, a senior writer with Vice, who covers the psychedelic beat and many other interesting topics. Great, great science writer. She was uh, kind enough to be on the show. That's the In Conversation episode twenty. Uh, from back in April. That was a real highlight for me. Just in terms of having um, interesting guests, we had everyone that came on the show. I want to send a sincere thank you to Martin Nielsen, a uh, parasitologist in Kentucky. We had a great conversation with him about science communication and open science. Uh, that led to a conversation with Stephen Doyle, who is a computational biologist. About uh, We were talking about whole genome sequencing, and then again, open science, um, how parasites evolve resistance to drugs. Um, That was a great conversation. Uh, David Poses, the author of The Weight of Air, came on to tell his story about dealing with opioid addiction and how the drug buprenorphine uh, has helped him. And I'm going to try and follow up on that story because I think it's an interesting story. And there's been some Recent developments in terms of some research on buprenorphine uh, and its ability to help people uh, with opioid addiction, uh, and some of the myths surrounding that. Doctors are still very hesitant to uh, prescribe it, uh, and maybe they shouldn't be. And maybe that's something we can get into uh, and something that could help with the, the other epidemic uh, of the year, which is the op- which was is the opioid epidemic. We also had the usual appearance from Jay Ingram. Always great to talk to him. Uh, he was telling us about his podcast, Anthropomania, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. I think that was it for the guests. But like I said, all very great. I'm very grateful that all those people came on. Go back and listen to those conversations if you hasn't, haven't, uh, because, yeah, they're all timeless of course, and then you know what other stories did we touch on? There was, uh, like I said, vaccines were a big part of it. That'll be a big part of this episode, as was the space race, which you'll hear about again uh, on this this episode. We had a weird story about male pregnancy, the, the controversial, let's say, research in China uh, where they were was it implanting fetuses and into males for some reason. We talked about ivermectin and the alleged global conspiracy. We talked about lab leaks. We talked about crap-fueled rockets. We talked about Ebola. We talked about the malaria vaccine. Lots and lots and lots of great uh, content this year that I was really proud of, and I hope that you enjoyed as well. So that's it for me uh, for the intro. Uh, I just wanted to say Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I really, really do appreciate it. And I will continue to be making the, these shows. So please tell your friends, follow along, uh, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Leave us a message at our website, tobradforyou.wordpress.com, or on the social medias at you. And I hope you had a good year as well. Uh, I hope you made it through with minimal emotional scarring. Uh, And that 2022 uh, looks bright for you as it does for me and to Brad for you. Uh, And we will see you on the other side. So thank you so much, everyone. Well, look who it is here for his, you know, contractually obligated uh, final show of the year. Brad, welcome. Good to have you. You met your you, you met all your bonuses, so you know you'll get the fifty cents uh, exactly. profit that I, the show uh, that the show generates. Got to keep
1: that paycheck coming in, and you know, obviously, I don't want the name of the show to change, so I just have to pop up occasionally, and uh, you know, keep it keep it real.
0: Yeah, hey, this the show name will never change. Your founding member member, you know, your 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 name will always be enshrined uh, on the on the the title. Um, you don't. you don't realize how many shirts
1: once the tv deal done that's what i'm really hanging around for you don't
0: realize how many times i've had to explain the name to people uh (laughs) it gets a little tedious but uh i will keep it you know in honor of you (laughs) and also because i'm too lazy to change it that would require you know a new graphic i would have to you know Tell all the listeners, oh, well, now we got a different name and blah blah blah. I'd exactly. Have to change the email. Have to
1: ask
0: to come on the show as opposed to just rocking up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, and let's be honest. You know, it's uh, scheduling podcasts is difficult. You know, I gotta, you know, I try to get one out once a month, twice a month, something like this. And uh, the fact that you're willing to be here is great. So uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna complain too much. <laughs> No, it's not good many people here, want to it's... talk to me is what I'm saying Brad not many people well
1: <laughs> you know what what I tend to do when I'm recording with flash is just kind of ignore that you're there and just talk about what I want to talk and then hang up right um but no as you said it's yeah it's been it's always difficult to schedule time especially you know you've been expanding your brood there in in Germany as well so that that takes up time and uh stuff going on in in my life but no it's good to be here and we can do that annual wrap-up, maybe a couple of predictions for what might come next year, because, you know, we, we always nail those on the head so well. Yeah,
0: so. well, we'll get to it, but, you know, we've been calling for a head transplant for, what, like four or five years now? So <laughs> Hey, well, I, I don't want to
1: take the wind out of yourselves, but that is on my list to talk about today. But. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, well, you know, we'll we'll see what we do. We'll try and keep it positive. We'll try and, because, uh, you know, it's been a tough year for a lot of people. Let's just say, I'd say, let's keep in mind, I'd say 2021 was better than 2020. I thought we had, I thought I had a better year, personally. Yeah, what you've done is is you've set a low bar to jump over, haven't you? Really? <laughs> yeah, but do you know how I operate my life? What? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot low, achieve low, feel good about it. You know the old motto if uh, when the going yeah, yeah, yeah. gets tough quit? It's, yeah. It's probably bar. wasn't worth it. Head to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Head to the bar. Well, then,
1: the lowest one possible. Well then, well then, yeah, based on that you're right. 2021
0: was a massive improvement on 2020. So, what's, do you want to start with your, you know, so what was your big story of of 2021? I have mine. <laughs> Which may involve a rant or two, so I'll let you go first.
1: Well, what was you know? Obviously, we've got the we've got the virus. Yeah, See, it's got to a stage now where we can just call it the virus, yeah. not you know ooh, coronavirus. Yeah, uh, so we've got the virus. So you know, come on to that in a minute. I, I think touching on it, I think uh, Ebola is still around. That's- the other virus. The other virus, you know, and, and for a long time was the virus for us. Yes. you know, you, you said too bad for you. People went Ebola. That's right. That's right. Not because we've had it. Let's just make that clear. Yeah. Um, just because that's what we we're synonymous for. Um, as I was sort of quickly scanning to, you know, meet my contractual obligation for today, I, I think for me the big space race that was that was the big one this year. Um, you know, we we lost Mad Mike Hughes last year. Um, you know, departed flat earther. Um, and I and I thought nobody's going to take his place, you know. <laughs> who can step into those shoes? Oh, not just one person stepped forward, two, and we're talking about Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they they stepped forward. Billionaires' space race. Who could be the first up there? Um, the, uh, there's still some controversy over who you know. Branson was up there first, but Bezos went higher, deeper, longer. <laughs> You know, all these billionaires, <laughs> yeah. they like to argue.
0: Uh, all measuring um, their rockets, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. They're phallic shaped rockets. Um, but, and, you know, as with the whole climate change discussion that's gone on this year, really, billionaires having space races, is this really the best thing for the environment? But I'm kind of intrigued to see what comes out of it, because I think we're yeah. having this space race, you know, as with all things, there's usually technology that then spins out of that that oh well we could use this for that and x y z um that's not happened yet currently they just whack a bloody great motor into a rocket and blast up into space but i'm sure that will come
0: yeah um we'll see i mean it's tough not to view bezos especially as the bond villain i'm sure we've talked about this before that has <laughs> some ulterior motive i've seen the powerpoints or the talks he's given about building the you know the orbiting biospheres for people to live on. There was a. I just is that to escape the unions for the Amazon workers. Is that the yeah uh, yeah the next okay. tax haven? You know, it's, yeah. Do whatever you want. Although there is a okay. This is going to sound worse than it is, but oh. <laughs> hold on, listeners, put on your seatbelts, get a crash helmet,
1: probably even wear some eye protection. Yeah, flash is going for it here.
0: So I saw. Uh, Alex Jones, <laughs> famed, you know, reputable source of information, yeah. talking yeah. about how there was a headline or a quote or something from Jeff Bezos saying that the earth is only going to be there's only going to be like so many people left on it or something or the earth is going to be left as like a uh, like a, a haven for people. And that other people can live in space or something like this. Now, this was a headline distorted through the, through the Alex Jones filter that I just happened to, to come across on YouTube. And I say prepare yourself because of that. This is a big grain of salt, a big, huge salt block we got to you know take this with. Uh, but I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past Bezos to kick us all off the planet into space, make us mine asteroids while the rich and wealthy get to live on Earth. Alex, you might be onto something. (laughs) Well,
1: in which case, I'm going to start stockpiling guns like every American out there, just in case. That's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So the technology that spins off from it, I don't know. I think asteroid mining has to be something that uh you know i this is an Sounds op- like such a dodgy euphemism <laughs> i'm now being serious i've switched to serious mode like i think that you know if we're looking at what does this offer you know humanity uh the the ability to to go colonize another planet potentially um i saw another thing uh looking at science stories of the year or whatever there was a proposal to make like a genetic lunar arc so to store like you know the the combined knowledge of all the the genomes of the species on earth on the moon you know in case something happens and then we have this you know yeah
1: what you're you're describing a massive sci-fi movie here aren't you yeah this is basically
0: yeah so I don't know. But other than these, like, you know, like we have to extrapolate because just, you know, Bezos and Branson bringing space tourism to the rich, I don't I don't see a use for that. You know, maybe if they could, like, you know, make air travel more efficient in some way so that we're producing less emissions per trap. But I don't see that happening with these rockets, you know, they're still pumping out massive amounts of emissions. Um, you, You know, Elon, and we've talked about this earlier in the year on the show, Elon seems to be the only one that has like a kind of, you know, benefit, you know, by having the reusable rockets and, you know, having space cargo going up to the space station. But... I don't know maybe 2020 maybe we'll see something and it's like we've said on this show before you have to have innovation you have to have this bubbling undercurrent of basic science and research and innovation and all these things uh in order and you never know what it'll lead to so maybe we well, can give I them think, the benefit of the doubt in some way
1: yeah i think what it has done is as, as you said yeah will will general air, aircraft technology improve because of it will you know production. pedestrian, pedestrian Passenger flights get better, quicker, more efficient because of it. Maybe not. I think what it has done is, it's brought the, the space race and space travel back into the public eye. Which, mm-hmm. and we've talk, talked about this on the show before. You know, when I was a kid, you know, one of the rockets taking off or the space shuttle taking off was a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. you sat down as a family and you 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 watched that. And then suddenly it just became, oh, oh, there's suddenly another rocket space. And, you know, you, yeah. you'd read about it in the paper the next day. You didn't even know it was happening. Uh, so I think that the first good thing to me is it's brought that back into public eye. You know, kids kids are the ones that get enthused. and might want to go into science and technology as they get older. They're being enthused by that. So I think that's a good thing. I think then the other end of the scale is actually the scientists. Well, suddenly, if I'm in NASA now, I'm going to be going... Oh hold on, Branson and Bezos are, are going up in space? Then we need to be going one better. Mm. You know, we need to be going a step further or two steps further. What do we do? So, Or how can we work with them to... Or how can we work... that? You know, right, well, it's now easy to get to the edge of space. So, right, now we want to go to Mars. Now we want to, you know, launch probes here, there and everywhere. So I think that, for me, will be the interesting Maybe Maybe, as you said, the technology won't be leaps and bounds, but will that just energise people to to think further ahead and, and go further ahead but hey when it happens we will report on it
0: yeah that's true eventually yeah. i i mean i like the the this the human spirit sort of angle to it i think there is something there um you know we are uh you know that is kind of our our bread and butter right is getting yeah. out there exploring things pushing things for for better or for worse <laughs> you know it's created some good things it's created a lot of challenges <laughs> but it seems to just be who we are so I'm down for it. Like, I'm down for going out into space and figuring it all out. But, uh, yeah, uh, I just don't know that I like those two guys <laughs> as the figureheads of it, you know?
1: <laughs> well, I think Richard, Richard Branson... I, he's I think better.
0: It, he's yeah. better. At least he was doing yeah. the balloons and stuff, and he's kind of the adventurer guy, you
1: know? Yeah, you sense Bezos has just done it because other people are doing it, and he's got the money to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know, if I had his money, maybe I'd be the same. But you know,
0: yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, that was a big story. That was, uh, you know, and we'll see how it plays out. Um, the other big story, as you mentioned, is the virus continues to plod along. Uh, like I said, I think we had a better year. Uh, maybe this, maybe the stats don't reflect that. <laughs> but I think on a personal level, a lot of people had a better year. We've become. You know, and you can argue for better or worse, again, like people have become more accustomed to living in this way. Uh, I think that's overall a good thing. Like, I think personally myself, I feel better about managing my risk. Uh, I think people around me feel better about managing their risk. Overall, in a society. And I think that's just better for people mentally. Uh, physically as well Uh, we know a lot more there's still a lot of unknowns about this and it's still a a changing situation as we saw a couple weeks ago with the new variant right um but a a big part of of why i feel better about this and why i think a lot of people feel better about this is the vaccines and this was the big story of the year i thought um for good and for bad um Obviously, the good is that this amazing new vaccine technology was developed, you know, was developed and rolled out so quickly and works. You know, we don't have to debate that it works or not. It's uh, the data is there. The data is there. And I mean, maybe and we could talk, we could spend hours talking about how these were um, marketed to the public, how the communication went out, um, you know, and people saying, oh, well, you know, we were led to believe that it was going to be this fix and now it's not. And the goalposts are shifting and all that. And maybe that's true. Maybe that's, you know, certain people getting their, their information uh, from different places. Maybe that's yeah, maybe that's their perception of it. I don't think that's true, but you and I have a very different, you know, media stream when it comes to these things. Um, but no, it's it's there. They're working. They're doing what they said to do. And because it's a, it's an evolving situation, new virus, new vaccine it's unreasonable to think that we would have been able to predict how it was going to go to the t you know like every the prediction the broad prediction was that this is going to be the way out this is going to be yeah. how we get out of this that hasn't changed you know that's still you know because this is that doesn't matter on the the specific vaccine and its efficacy so just broadly vaccines as a tool as a technology are the way that we beat diseases it's the way that yeah. we beat all these diseases smallpox perio, yeah. yeah
1: there is there is no end game to yeah. to coronavirus as much you know I was scrolling through some messages last night and people going oh, well, you know well done on 21 you know wear a mask take your vaccine so we'll get through it and it is how we will manage it but coronavirus isn't going to go away I don't No, I don't think so as you said how do we manage it how do you and as you said the first the first part is managing your level of risk how How much risk are you willing to to take? And we all do this on a daily basis Mm -hmm. in all walks of life. But I've started going to gigs again. Yeah. There's 2,000 people in a a room flash, you know, rewind back a year ago. We wouldn't wouldn't have done that. Why do we do that? Well, I've been vaccinated, I'm wearing a mask, I'm sanitizing my hands, I'm doing regular testing. And, you know, venues have
0: vaccine requirements that people got to be vaccinated to go in. And that brings us to the bad, right? Is that there's this, you know, vocal minority of people that are very upset about this, um, you know, requirements to have a vaccine, to do uh, leisure activities. And um, and there's people that still distrust uh, the situation. And there's a lot of uh, anger and stuff about that. And I think we could address, you know, a couple of these things right here, because this has been a perplexing a very perplexing thing for me to see. We always knew that there was an anti-vax movement, right? There was this anti-vax movement that just, you know, had some wacky ideas about the science of vaccines and how they work and what they do and and all of this stuff and and health and everything. So there's this crazy anti-vax and I would say health and wellness movement that have poisoned the well. That accounts for some of this, right? We can get to that. There's this freedom idea that has sprung up as well. And it's spurred on by, you know, vested interests, different media sources, different political people kind of thing, this whole freedom angle of vaccine mandates and stuff. And I'm sitting here, I've been trying for this year to to wrap my head around this from a science communications perspective, because you hear about, we should empathize with people and you can't force them to do things. And all of this stuff. And so I'm trying to understand the other side of this coin. Right. And when it comes to this freedom thing, it makes zero sense to me. And I I (laughs) wonder, like, you know, there's always just these like, you know, you just change your shift your perspective and and look at it in a different way. But if you think about the freedom thing and all this, like the, the hyperbolic comparisons to Nazi era time, show your papers, blah, 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 all this stuff. There's a really big difference between these things. And one, well, the big difference is that no one is being discriminated based on their skin color, religion, ethnicity, political leanings, you know, this is very clearly Uh, a public health issue. You don't have the vaccine. You're more likely to spread the the, the virus, ergo you can't go to places, you know, where, where you're gonna spread it to a bunch of people. And it's like, well, my rights, my rights, you can't force me to do, it. you're right. You, you have your rights and you can't be forced to do anything. And I think there is a line here and compulsory vaccination that they're talking about in Austria and here in Germany, I think that is a line too far. Like I'm willing to say that you can't do that. However, those people that don't wanna take the vaccine, you have to think about the rights of other people. Right. And the rights of other people is to say we don't want you around because you carry diseases, (laughs) you know, and and that's just the way it goes. And so there's this notion that like this is unheard of or something like this. We have countless public health regulations. You can't, you know, piss in the the town. Well, you can't walk around with Mm -hmm. you. Is that banned now? Yeah, that's not allowed. Shit. I don't know about your town, but. Don't, don't drink from the water around here, guys. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh... Whoops. Sorry, my bad. Uh, you know, you got to wear a hairnet if you work in a restaurant, you know, like we even have down to like if you have HIV and you knowingly um, have sex with someone without protection, without informing them, you can be charged for that. That's so it's not like this is a new thing. You know, look back into history. We would put lepers on islands. We would put tuberculosis patients on islands, you know. And I'm not saying we should do that, but it's like If you think you have it bad now, like, so you live in the freest time ever. We've always had public health rules. Public health rules have existed forever. This isn't some new step. This isn't some creeping authoritarian thing. It's very well established. And then you look back to even, you know, not just human civilizations, any group living animal, you know, early humans, monkeys, fucking ants they all do these things. When you live in a group, when you're a social creature that lives in a group, you make concessions for the safety of the group. That is what we do. It's always what we've done. There doesn't exist this like previous historical state where everybody just got to do whatever the fuck they wanted. And you know, that's how it worked. That's anarchy. You can have that ultimate individual freedom. You can have anarchy. But then you know what? Society doesn't work. Your groups don't work. So this is not a new thing and this is just what's blowing my mind about this is just that that, that there's this you know idea that you know it's well we're we've we've reverted away from our pure nature and what we should you know it's like no we're doing exactly what we've always done what you should do you know because freedom only works like to have the maximum individual freedom everybody has to agree to a certain set of rules because like i said if you have maximum individual freedom with Without you know this agreement of you know social cohesion, then you just have anarchy, and then most people's freedoms get trampled because the strong do what they want. You know that this and it's so the freedom angle doesn't make sense. It's ridiculous yeah. and it doesn't make sense.
1: Well, and you mentioned that about the, the yeah the compulsory vaccines, and and like you, I think that is a step too far. Um, but and as you said, you you manage it accordingly, so. You know, as we were discussing before we we came on the air, if you want to travel now, you can travel and you don't have to have the vaccine. You need a shit ton more tests, forms, probes. You're going to have to quarantine. To do it. So, you know, yes, that is a way of governments coercing people into having the vaccine, but also it makes good good sense. It's a public health issue. (laughs) Exactly. It's a public health issue. So here in the UK, um, I think it's coming in in March or April next year, if you're working on the front line in the health service, it will be compulsory to have had a coronavirus yeah. vaccine. And people are up in arms about that. But it's like, well, no, hold on. Those people on the front line compuls- already have compulsory vaccine requirements. Yeah. They have to be vaccinated against hepatitis B. So that's not a... There's nothing new here. New th- there's nothing new. And also then you've got to think, well, actually, no, OK, don't make it compulsory. If you're on the front line, you take your chance. You sign the form to say, do you know what? I don't want the vaccine for whatever reason, doesn't matter what reason, I'll take my, my chance. But then the employer has to say, well, actually now from a health and safety point of view, I've now put you at risk because it's a, the equivalent to me not giving you facial protection or goggles yeah. or gloves.
0: Yeah, yeah. So- and you're putting patients at risk. That's the other thing. It's like, it's not just about you. It gets so, you know, and people you know then try to obfuscate and say, well, people with that are vaccinated can still um, get it and give it. It's like, yes, but at a lower rate, like it's the data is there. Like it's 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 at a lower rate. It's it's not rocket science here. You know, it's that's the way it
1: works. So I've got some friends that haven't had the vaccine because they've got underlying health issues and they're they're naturally just worried. You know, they've had other vaccines and had massive reactions and, and they're worried. But they're they're also willing to accept that. That curtails their life and their freedoms yeah. a little bit. No, they're they're willing to accept. Well, actually, they don't want to travel because they don't want the risk of coronavirus anyway. Even and they've said even if we were vaccinated, we wouldn't want to travel. And so, you're right. And and I was never a skeptic about the vaccines, but when the vaccines first came out, I was like, well, hold on. You know, in the space of six months, we've gone from not having a vaccine to having a vaccine that we're now mass yeah yeah mass dosing everyone with. I was a sceptic yeah. to that and, and I held back until I went back and looked at the data and made my own decision now I know not not everyone out there is going to pour through scientific papers and or be and able read to that, right or be able to a lot of people are just going to defer to whatever the mass media are saying as the first instance and obviously the mass media mostly mainstream media are driving towards have the vaccine have the vaccine have the vaccine what's the next level down from that well the next level down is not mainstream media it's Going to the pub or going to the coffee shop or meeting friends for a game of something, and one of your friends is bound to be the skeptic and go, "Well, I'm not having it." My mate John had it, and he almost dropped dead because he had the vaccine. Oh, right, well, I had my mate, mate, mates, mate, mates, mates, mates. Yeah. I'm not going to have it. So then you get those those pockets, and I, and I think now it's become a very socially divisive issue. You know, I don't think we're get get quite getting to the point. Well, no, I think we are actually getting to the point where some families are torn on
0: yeah i'm sure yeah i'm sure but again it's just i would say to these people and this is like the thing is like you know there was all this well we have to nudge them along we have to you know we don't want to force you know all this stuff but i find it very hard to empathize with the position because you know these people want to say like well i'm skeptical i do my own research i you know this that and the other but like all of their you know for all of this stuff that they talk about of like, well, I'm thinking logic. I'm the one that like, you know, is actually I'm not just the sheep that's following. There's so many flaws in the logic and in the you know, and then just and then just a blatant disregard of the data. I mean, if you just looked at risk probability, you know, even if you thought you didn't need the vaccine, that's and then this is the other group, right is the people that are like, well, I'm not anti vaccine, I just don't think I need this one. You know, I'm a healthy guy. I'm a this, I'm a that. And this is where I blame the wellness community because they've poisoned the well in terms of this, like, well, don't put things in your body that aren't natural, you know? And then you bring up this, like, well, what is natural? Well, mRNA is a natural molecule. It's fucking, it's everywhere. You know, it's in your body, you know? And vaccines are one of the most natural, you know, if you think about it, uh, forms of protection. It does exactly what a real infection would do. Stimulate your immune system. So you make the antibodies, you know, and then it's gone. And then it leaves your body. This isn't a drug that has to be processed by your liver. You don't have to take it every day. It's like so it's actually in all of these metrics. Again, if you just flip the way you're looking at it, it's it's exactly what you would want, right? But there's this idea, no, I don't want to put things in my body, I don't want to do this and do that. And again, when you look at it, when you look at the data. Uh, you will spread the infection less. So there's a help your neighbor part. You will be better protected about uh, in the rare chance that you are a healthy person and you're you're not likely to suffer from coronavirus. Well, this reduces your chance even more. So why wouldn't you take that? You know, and the risk of uh, getting corona or having a, a an adverse reaction from the vaccine. All of the risks are higher with Corona. So there's really no logical reason not to. Even if you're like, well, my risk for Corona is low. Yeah, well, your risk could be lower. And it could be, you know, and your risk of having something wrong with the vaccine is lower than that. So there's really, it's like you're walking around, there's bullets flying around, you're in a war zone. Someone's like, hey, here's a a bulletproof vest. I said this before in another episode. Here's a bulletproof vest. And you're like, nah, I'm good. I'm a healthy guy. You know, it's like, (laughs) yeah, but. Or you're like, yeah, I'm quick, I can dodge bullets. You know, it's like, yeah, you might, but you might also get shot. You know, like, why not take the protection? It's like, why not just have it? And then you don't have to worry about it. Like, it makes no sense. It makes no sense to just be like, and that's the same with people being like, oh, well, now we need a booster. Well, now we need, when does it end? Well, it ends when the pandemic is under control and it ends when we figure out, well, this is how many booster shots you need to be protected. You know, we have flu shots every year. You know, it's like, why do you need to yeah, know it, this uh, like magic number endpoint? It's like if someone yeah, said to me, "Hey, it's not working," of... great. You, but if you get another one, you can be protected against it. Like, great. I'm glad you figured that out. Thank you for figuring that out and yeah. letting me know so that I can better protect myself. It's like it's and so I, stupid.
1: I, 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 yeah. Well, I, th- I also think a, a lot of people out there just expect the vaccine to be a magic. You know. And it's true. Think think about vaccines for other things, smallpox, for polio. We've eradicated those diseases because of vaccines. Yes. So that's, that's great. But what we have to remember is we've not eradicated the common cold. We've not eradicated influenza. Why? Because these are viruses that mutate really quickly, really readily, and make that very difficult. And that's what we're trying to fight here. So the analogy I've given somebody in the past is, yes, we have vaccines, and they are doing a great job. You can see the data. You can see that... Yes, case numbers are still we're going through a fourth wave. Case numbers are going up. But hospitalizations and deaths aren't. Yes. That's down to the vaccine. But the analogy I give people are we are still at the stage of the leaky dam. Yeah. You know, The virus trying to come through. And we are, in a very crude term, we are literally just putting fingers in to block the holes in yeah. the dam right now. Yeah. Now, at some point, we will develop a vaccine, I'm sure that we will be able to paste over those holes and put reinforcements there and take our fingers out the holes and none of the virus will leak through. But right now we are still in that. Or the pressure from the other
0: side of the dam eventually goes down. Goes away.
1: And and that's where we are right now. We are not at total eradication with the vaccines that we have. We are at, we're we're at an interim step right now. So we just need to buy ourselves time to get to the next step. Now that, that buying us time, as you alluded to, might actually just be natural immunity. Yeah. Eventually, you know, unfortunately, herd immunity, we've, we've killed off a lot of people out there because of the vaccine. Because of the um, virus? Because of the virus. Bullshit. <laughs> <Ooh>, <laughs> well, they, they'll be soundbiting that yeah, now, yeah, yeah. all the naysayers, won't they? Oh, Brad said it. Um, so, unfortunately, you know, there's been a vast number of deaths because of the virus. Yeah so that but that has selected so therefore you know and you know you probably have it as well flash i've I've got close friends that live in the same house live in the same small area where one person's had the virus and the other person hasn't Yeah. well that other person has definitely been in contact with the virus why haven't they got it they've got it because of natural or haven't got it because of natural immunity so that that's all going to come into it at some point
0: but and it's going to take a. it's going to take a while and that's the thing and so I don't know, we can move on from this because I could rant about it for a while. But the point is, is that it's it's they were a great breakthrough. And I just I don't see these these counter arguments and I find it very frustrating. And that's unfortunate that that was a big story of 2021 was also this this division, this the protest against this. And let's remind ourselves it's it is a minority of people that are, are that are staunchly opposed and, you know, violent and doing all this stuff, you know, Um the hesitant people, I can't understand. But like I said, if we run through these arguments of like freedom of, well, I'm healthy, I don't need it. Uh, and then finally, well, I don't trust it. You know, the, the, the last one, you don't trust it. I, I'm worried about the safety. All of the safety data is there. The risk calculations are all there. It's all in favor of the vaccine. The one thing people say is, well, we don't know about the long term consequences. Fine. You know what? You're right. You won't know about long term consequences until years have passed. Right. But in saying that, you also have to recognize there's never short term consequences, Well, short term consequences (laughs) of not having it. And there has never been long term consequences from a vaccine. If you understand the biology of how these things work, the technology behind it, like I said, it's a thing that goes in, stimulates your immune system and then leaves. It's gone. It doesn't, it's no longer in interaction with your body, with your cells, with anything. So there is, A, never, never happened before. And this vaccine, even though it's a new vaccine delivery system, it's the mRNA, it's a new technology. It's the same as the principle is the same as all the other vaccines. So there's never been long-term consequences for vaccines. Doesn't exist. That has yet to exist. And there's no real mechanism that anyone can explain that would lead to long-term consequences like there's no you would have like some totally new you know pathway in biology would have to be you know discovered in order to be like oh this is going to cause a problem in in 10 years or something like that it doesn't interact with your dna it doesn't change your dna this spike protein doesn't stay in your body the mrna doesn't stay in your body none of these things happen so there's no reason to believe there would be long term consequences. So, yes, you can say there. We don't know about long term consequences. That's true. But you have to think about this the other side of that in that there is no reason to believe there would be there never has been for vaccines. So it's like you could say, well, we don't know if the sky is going to turn purple tomorrow and you're right. We don't know. But why would it so, you know, if you're going to use that point. You have to give me a reason as to why you think, you know, that there would be. And I can't think of one. I don't see one. None of the scientists can. None of the biologists can. So that one doesn't doesn't hold water for me either. So I really don't see it. So I have trouble empathizing with these people. And I don't think, you know, the fact that you can't go to the pub, you can't go to the gym, you can't. That is not. That's your choice. You're making that choice. You know, the rest of us are protecting ourselves from a deadly virus. Um you know different risk for different people but it kills people and that's 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 the reality so i've had trouble you know and i've had a lot of trouble trying to think about this and 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 you know not get sour and not get bitter about it as you might know you might hear yeah well
1: you know sensing a little bit coming through there flash i think and i know we're coming up on on time a little bit um but I, I, th- I think the point you made on there, especially with this new technology of vaccine, I know there's something you can touch on. You know, this technology wasn't, well, it's new in the ma- in the mainstream now, but it's actually been worked on for years. And the reason it's been worked on for years is the potential to cure cancers, to cure HIV, to cure all these diseases that we didn't, because it's a totally new way of doing mm-hmm. things. And, and I think that's what we're going to see. You know, if we're looking at predictions for. Next year and the years going forward, we're going to see this mRNA vaccine technology explode. But not just for coronavirus, for for HIV, for cancers that have yeah. very few other treatments. It's gonna it's gonna be a game changer. Yes, in a good yeah, way.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I definitely think so. And there's a number of stories about uh, RNA in general, just in what we're learning. Uh, there was a story this year about plants. They found that plants are using it to communicate with each other. So they can, you know, send RNAs out into the environment. Other plants can pick those up, and it, you know, it does exactly, you know, these same sorts of things that it always does in the body. It turns on different messenger systems, it turns off messenger systems and stuff. So you can, you know, plants are are communicating with their neighbors on this like genetic level and doing that. And I know that sounds freaky to people, but it's it's what it's what these things do. You know, it's how your body works. It's how life works. Uh, And so understanding that, and then like we do with everything, leveraging that to our advantage is, is massive, it's huge. The stuff that we could do with, you know, crop breeding and and sustainable crops and all of these things, you know, GMOs, again, the people have poisoned against, well, that's not natural. It's like, well, we're going to need these things from, from, from a climate change perspective. And just in terms of, you know, Advancements in human life and and conservation, even what we can do uh, in terms of you know saving the species that we have uh, and the ecosystems that we have. It's it's a big breakthrough and it should be recognized as a big breakthrough and it should be recognized as a success story, even if most of our headlines uh, are, are are negative on it. But this is the whole bias of news. We hear about the bad stuff. You don't hear about. You hear about the one murder in your town, you don't hear about the thousands exactly. of people that didn't get murdered. They weren't murdered, yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, we do have to kind of wrap it up, though. Eh? You got uh, the last sorts of meetings to, to shuffle through before you're off on your ski holidays. So, I know,
1: well, uh, you know, some people have to do this thing. I, I am going to make a, a couple of predictions, though, just very quickly for, for next year, Flash, as we always like to, to do. So, I'm going to jump on yours. I'm going to say that 2022 is going to be better. In 2021 you heard it here first and now it's going to go Eight, opposite so. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll never be invited back again this to be the first prediction we touched on it at the start of the show um, there was no head transplant news this year guys Professor Canavero has had a bit of a quiet year I don't know whether he's been hiding the virus maybe he's an anti-vaxxer who knows um, but I predict he's going to come out of hibernation next year and there is going to be some major breakthrough news on this yeah um so again you've heard that here first um and well we've touched on it i think the the vaccine vaccine debate's going to rumble on but i think we're going to see some some big breakthroughs for other diseases next year all based on the vaccine technology that we've we've pioneered over the last 2 years mm-hmm.
0: yeah uh, i agree with all of those the head transplant i don't know if i like i'll leave that prediction to you uh i hope it <laughs> happens or i hope something happens on there cuz i just want to see the freak show you know um, well, and it gives us something to talk about Yeah, as well. exactly, exactly. Uh, definitely agree that uh, mRNA technology is here to stay and it's a good thing and that we should uh, be happy for that. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing its use in other vaccines. If you listened to last episode, we talked. I talked with an, an expert about malaria uh, vaccines. Uh, that was a big story. I think we'll see some news about that going forward uh, in the year. And my prediction slash hope for the new year uh, is climate change. I'm waiting for Ooh. the the big breakthrough. Are we going to see, you know, a breakthrough in one of the sustainable energy technologies? I think we should be talking more about nuclear. I think people need to, you know, look at, take a hard look at what nuclear technology is. It's not Chernobyl. It's not, you know, there's there there is a waste issue, but yeah, it's a small issue compared to climate change. Right. So it's one of those triage things. But what what are some of these technologies that might sound scary, that will actually help us out of a jam? What are they going to be the advancements in policy in terms of sustainable energy? Yeah. Uh, and are we going to finally see some kind of a breakthrough in, you know, carbon capture or decarbonization or something like that? Or bringing back a hybrid woolly mammoth to repopulate the arctic steppe and revert it back to a grassland uh, which would theoretically do a lot for for climate change there is a company that- so you're basically so underlying that you're basically saying jurassic park is going to happen there's a company, Colossus, I believe it's called. I've I go. followed them now for a little bit uh, this year. Uh, they don't, they can't bring back the woolly mammoth completely, but they want to make a hybrid between the Asian elephant and the and with woolly mammoth genes. Uh, few technical issues still yet to figure out. <laughs> there always are. They always are. But they have a Pleistocene park up in Siberia. Uh, And the idea is that if you, you know, rewilding, basically, it's a concept in conservation, you reintroduce species that once lived in an area, and this kind of reverts it back to a sort of more natural. And again, we're using that word natural, what is natural. But let's say a baseline state, where, you know, if humans hadn't fucked with it, this is what more what it would look like, right?
1: So Humans fuck with it and screwed it, and now humans are going to fuck with it to try and put it right. Yeah, what what can possibly Dude, go wrong? Dude, what other options this? do we have?
0: We're constantly well, maybe tinkering. Not, Our mere maybe presence. Not have a mammoth.
1: Maybe maybe just go there. Are no more mammoths. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah that, I'm anyway. just saying. I'm
0: just saying. It's an idea. Okay. So what what are the? I wonder if if we see something big in that space, or if it's going to be another year of hand wringing and uh, you know slow consternation as the as the pot with all of us frogs and it slowly heats up. I don't know, we'll see.
1: Well, we'll see. With that, I'm gonna to have to run to my day job that actually pays the wages because the cut that I'm getting from the show just isn't putting the food on the table anymore. We'll all. renegotiate Flash. for next year. Yeah, well, I look forward to it. Uh, Flash, as always, it's been a pleasure. I'm sorry that I've been absent uh, for a, uh, a little while now, but hopefully we'll rectify that. That'll be my prediction, I'll rectify that for next <laughs> year. Um, if you want to get in touch with uh, me, Britt Brad, it's uh, Twitter, Bradley W Hayes. Um, you can get in touch with the show at Two Brad for You on Twitter as well. Uh, Brad, if they want to get a hold of you, flash.
0: Uh, as as always at BVamparedon on the platforms uh show has an email to for you at gmail.com and uh, you can go to the website to dot and there's many a way to get in touch with us you can subscribe leave a comment do all that stuff it really helps you can leave us a voicemail uh all of these things uh so yeah
1: with that listeners have a great end of the year if you celebrate christmas have a great christmas if you don't celebrate christmas enjoy the time off um have a great new year's eve uh flash you're heading back to the homeland so say hi to the family and have a great time back there yes
0: thank you uh will be a good trip and so yeah everyone thank you as always for listening this year we really appreciate it Uh, and we will see you next year so stay safe have a good holiday and better things in 2022 take care Always good to hear from Brad, isn't it? And always good to hear from you. So please do reach out. Let us know what you thought of the year. Let us know what you'd like to see uh, in the next year. And I'll do everything I can to to give you what you want. That's what I try to do on this show. So reach out to bradforyou.wordpress.com is the website. Again, everything you need to get in touch with the show, to subscribe to the show, to comment, uh, rate, all of those things that really help us out, it's all there. Uh, there's not much more to say. The year is winding down. Enjoy yourselves. We've all earned it. Be safe, but uh, enjoy yourselves. Uh, If you haven't seen family in a long time, I hope you get to see them. I hope you can remain as safe as possible. And like I said, we'll see you in 2022. Take care. Bye for now.